0: We are in the last week of our Romans reading plan. Once again, here with Steve Austin, our prison ministry pastor. Thank you for joining us again, here, Steve. Thanks, sir. Uh, you know, uh, as you know, we are taking a little bit before we get into the readings, just to learn a little bit more about each other. So, um, uh, what uh, I would love to ask you is, like, how did you how did you land up land here at New Vision?
1: Hmm, interesting story. Um, so. I was actually um, I, I started a ministry out of uh, at the end of my tenth residential treatment center for drugs and alcohol. Um, I I pastored a church for a few years. We merged with another church uh, south end of town here. Um, I started a ministry called 180 Degrees Ministries. So I've done that for a lot of years. The last three years before I came here, I was pastoring a church here in town. And I actually um, invited um, uh, Pastor Brady and some of his team to come out, and we were discussing how the land and the facilities could better benefit this, this community. So we were thinking through the process of... You know, can we make this a residential treatment center? Is there a church that really has a burden for these kind of people? Can we do something for those coming out of jail, out of prisons, that kind of thing, and, you know, be able to house them and, and teach them and, and, you know, give them some skills for life? So, um, uh, you know, Brady brought out, you know, some some of the top tier guys here, and so we had a discussion. I presented to them for, you know, probably about an hour of what, you know, what I thought might could happen, and about it. you probably an hour later all them they they all went to lunch together and about an hour later after their lunch i got a phone call and um, I was asked to join staff here they said well you know we appreciate what you're wanting to do and you know we value that and everything but uh here's what we what we're thinking we've got a position at the church and we would love to have you on the team so um you know first conversation. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, appreciate it. You know, I've got a ministry over here, 180 Degrees Ministries. I started that back in 2003. have been doing that all these years. I've kind of added on this pastoring, you know, thing on the side, really, because I'm just, you know, really trying to help these people kind of move along. And, and um, so I just kind of dismissed it. Well, then I got another phone call and another phone call and another phone call. And finally, I think it was my fifth phone call. I finally said something to my wife And she just began to cry and she just said Steve I'm telling you God's been doing something in my heart he's been preparing me for this so that for me was the opportunity for me to just stop and say oh my goodness God I guess I've just been kind of blocking you out on my own journey here Um, So I stopped, I listened, and we began to meet. So I met with Pastor Bob, uh, you know, quite a few times. I met with Greg and, of course, met with Pastor Brady quite a few times. And so we finally just came to realize that this was going to be a a great fit. So, um, you know, all the experiences that God has brought me in life has prepared me for this landing spot. So um, I hope that... uh, that God continues to use me in, in this vein that he has me in. And, uh, you know, to be a part of a well-organized group of people who really let God lead and guide, um, man, it, it, it it is just phenomenal to work with people just like yourself who, you know, we have this opportunity to do this, you know, we, we can come here, we can do these podcasts you know, and, and it's just no big deal. I mean, this is like an everyday thing. You know, I've, I've already done a couple of filmings this morning on some different things that we were working on, you know, have an opportunity to speak to the, you know, to a couple of times this evening to um, out, out at Buchanan. So, I mean, just the opportunities are phenomenal. And being able to be a part of a team who really serves and really loves and really gives themselves for the kingdom of God is just Absolutely incredible. I feel like I've been a little bit on on, on a ship, kind of by myself, mm. through 180 degrees yeah, ministries. Yeah. So be to be a part of a team as organized as this one is, and as God-led as it is, it it is making an incredible difference in my heart. I, I I knew that I probably had a little bit that I could add to New Vision, but I also knew that I had a lot to learn. And what I didn't realize was that how much New Vision would be able to add to my life and my own journey.
0: Oh, wow, man, that speaks a lot. That is, uh yeah, I mean, this place is full of so many talented people uh, just trying to honor God with what they have. And, you know, I, I was uh serving as interim uh, Buchanan uh, campus pastor, and, you know, you came on staff. There was an energy in the room when uh, you were announced. I think that that's uh uh, sure, it speaks to you, but I think it speaks to your work at 180 and your influence in the community. We're we're very fortunate to have you. I'm very happy to, to be sitting with you here today. Cool. Uh, as we uh, pop into Romans 15, it's a big old passage. You're reading verses 1 through 21. Take it away, my friend.
1: All right. So we will dissect along as we go. Verse 1, chapter 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each one of us should please our neighbors for their good and build them up instead of self. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. You know, this goes to remind me what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all of the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wow. Verse 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So, you know, as, as I was reading that, I was just kind of thinking to myself, Scripture is like life. When the experiences of Bible characters is viewed through the lens of God's way of dealing with His people, we learn, we discover more of the heart of God. So thinking about our life now and using that same principle, what if God is using your past as a present, a gift in the now, to prepare a platform for your future? What if the past experiences in life are the training ground which God uses to prepare us for the spot He has designed for us to interject the kingdom of God with humanity on a daily basis? For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance, we'll come back to that word, taught in the Scriptures, and the encouragement, we'll come back to that word, They provide we might have hope. Through that encouragement and through that endurance, we might have hope. Verse 5, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so... May the God who gives endurance and encouragement. Okay, the God who gives. Let's talk about that for a minute. God always offers us His perspective on life. Choosing His perspective is what gives us hope. We're talking about hope. The encouragement and the endurance that they provide might give us hope, as we learned in the previous verse. Most of us choose to see through life's lens, we choose to see God through life's lens instead of seeing life through God's lens. So as we choose to see life through His lens, His strength to endure acts as our encouragement to continue pressing on in spite of our circumstances. (laughs) How can that happen? Well, here's how. Because we know—listen, I want you to get this—because we know that nothing can come into our lives that God hasn't either sent or allowed. Wow! So, this supernatural endurance and encouragements gives us the same attitude of mind—again, Choosing to trust that we are where we are in relation to how God is preparing us for the future, the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So this mentality, which is actually the mind of Christ seen through God's lens, not only offers us endurance and encouragement, but it also allows us to express one mind and one voice so that we are clear as we represent Christ to those looking for a life that is worth living. Verse 7, accept one another then just as Jesus accepted you in order to bring praise to God. So one of the key ways that we value others, accept one another, it says, just like Christ accepted you. One of the key ways that we value each other is by offering love and grace just like Jesus has offered us and continues to offer us on a daily basis. Something to consider that I believe will make accepting others easier is to know how we work. So watch this. My beliefs determine how I think. How I think determines how I behave. When I see the negative behaviors in others' lives, I know that there is something going on deeper within them. If I know that they can't be held to a standard that they don't have the capacity to be held to, it allows me to offer them grace, love, and understanding. And therefore, verse 7 accepting one another as Christ accepted you becomes the natural overflow of my heart. Verse 8. For I tell you that Christ has been a servant to the Jews on behalf of God's truth so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed and moreover that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. Okay, let me unpack this part real quick. The part I really want to pay attention to here is promises made to patriarchs confirmed so that the Gentiles might glorify God through those promises. Okay. So let's take just one patriarch. All right. So let's say Abraham. He's considered the the, the father of um, uh, of all of God's people. Um, promises to him started in Genesis chapter twelve. God said, "Go." He went. Okay. God said, "I'll make your name great. You will have as many children as the sands of the sea, as many as the stars of the sky, and all people of the earth will be blessed." Okay. Old Testament times, only the Jewish people were blessed. They were God's chosen people. Through Christ, the Gentiles—and we're talking about Jews in the first part of verse 8. We're talking about Gentiles, that they might glorify God, in the second part of verse 8. Okay, so we're talking about Jews. We're talking about Gentiles and the promise that came to Abraham and how that unfolded. Through Christ, the Gentiles would also be blessed because He allows us to know Him through Jesus. So listen to Galatians chapter 3. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female. For you all are one in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs According to the promise. That's exactly what we just got through reading about in verse 8. Oh, my goodness. God is bringing about the reality of his promises to the Gentiles, which is us. And the Jews had that promise in the beginning. They were blessed. Now we have that through Paul. Okay, so Paul says, as it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. Again, it says, rejoice, you Gentiles, with the people. And again, praises be to the Lord of the Gentiles. Let all the people extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise and rule over the nations, in him the Gentiles will hope. There it is again, all the way promised from the Old Testament. That's another promise from verse 8 that's coming, coming to reality. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope, there it is, hope again, by the power of the Spirit of God. Okay, verse 14. This next section reveals How the Gentiles gain access to the message of hope that Christ has brought us into. Verse 14. This is Paul speaking. He says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus To the Gentiles. Okay, again, this section reveals how Paul became a minister to the Gentiles. Watch this. If Paul would have had his own way in life, he would have traveled the country, the world, as far as he could, preaching and teaching. But listen, God allowed him to spend much of his life confined to a jail behind bars. Why? Here's why. God knew that by slowing him down, he would write letters to churches that he could not visit, and those letters became half of the New Testament books that are in the Bible. God had a much greater vision for him than he had for his own life. He gave me, Paul said, the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. God needed someone to reach out to an entire group of people who were alienated, and He used Paul to do that, and He put him in jail and wrote those letters because otherwise His words would never have carried through the nations and generations like the New Testament has. Okay, verse 17. Therefore. <laughs> there's a reason that the therefore is therefore. So in other words, when when there's a therefore in scripture, just know this that in light of all that was just said, here's what here's what the reality is. So, verse 17, therefore, I glory in Christ in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way to Lycurium, I have fully proclaimed all the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to teach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, it is written, Those who were not told about Him will see, and those who have not heard will finally understand.
0: Steve, thank you so much for helping us understand a little bit more. Uh, You know, it's amazing to see how God used Paul in writing. and, And I'm sure Paul had no clue, no concept of the favor that was upon him and and as we live life, as we pastor, as we care for others, as we, uh, as we uh, you know, go about our day, whether, whether it's our workplace or time with our family, you know, God can use those moments. And thank you for, for reminding us of that. And, and for those listening, thank you for listening in. Uh, we're so very grateful. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.